0: MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.
1: We are all going through some sort of transition in our life, whether we're going from breath to breath, from movement to relationship to careers to aging no matter what you're doing right now no matter what stage of life you're in you're going through some sort of transition everything is transitioning in some way some things are big some things are smaller but I recently did a teleseminar called 10 keys to getting through any life transition and I felt called to put it up on this podcast for the people who did not join so I still wanted you to be able to to hear it and to enjoy it And for anyone that was not present in the call, things I want you to keep in mind as you listen to this episode, think about the one major transition going on in your life right now. What is the main thing Maybe it's something that's exciting and you're thrilled about it. Or maybe it's something that's laying very heavy on your heart. What transition in life are you going through? What What is point A and what is point B? And how do you desire point B to look in the end? It may be hard to see it. It may be kind of murky. It may be frustrating. There may be pain, sorrow. And so you can't really imagine that point B could be great or a teacher or something positive positive in your life but if you could have any outcome of b what would it be (laughs) what would it look like what would point b look like for you keep that in mind as you listen to this teleseminar that i did um the call audio will not be as crystal clear as it is with my microphone because i use my cell phone uh so keep that in mind as you go along it still should be easy peasy and nice and breezy listening Easy listening. Wow. Okay. Anyways, I am excited to put this out there into the world. I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts and your comments. The review of the week before we head on over is from that girl from Massachusetts with five stars. She says, life changing. Maddie's input has allowed me to change my perspective on life. It has also allowed me to understand myself better than I ever have I couldn't be more thankful to have found this podcast an absolute 10 out of 10 thank you that girl from Massachusetts from the bottom of my heart you are helping the podcast each and every single review helps me so much so I'm so grateful for everyone that does leave a review on the show in iTunes Another great way to support the podcast and support a friend is to send an episode to them. So maybe there's someone going on in your life that's like, man, they're going through a big transition. These keys, these 10 keys would really help them. Send them a link to the episode. That is such an easy way to help the podcast grow and to support your friends who are going through things like this. So I'm grateful for everyone that is passing the podcast around, even though I don't know it, I'm grateful for you. Thank you. Speaking of gratitude, happy Thanksgiving for anyone that does celebrate. I hope you're having a wonderful week. You have fun plans, and if you don't have plans, you can be one with yourself in this beautiful holiday and just think about all the things you're grateful for in your life, because I know there are many things we can all spend time thinking about, being grateful for, Um, having some kind of practice. For me some of the things I'm grateful for I'm so grateful right now for my family. I know that's kind of something most people always say but I am so grateful for my family. All of us live here in Colorado. I don't know if y'all knew that but it is such a blessing and such a gift. I moved out here a few years ago and then they followed me very quickly so the fact that we're all within 15 minutes of each other is so nice. That hasn't been in seven years. So I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for all of the self-growth I've had in this year of travel and uh, breaking limiting beliefs and investing in myself and diving deeper into my spirituality. All around a lot of self-growth and an awareness has occurred. I'm grateful for the balance that I've I've managed to create in my life. I never thought I'd be able to say that. So I am grateful for that. I'm grateful for the new girlfriends that I have in my life having a a local tribe, not just an online tribe, but a local tribe of friends that I can call up and count on and listen to and enjoy uh, the silence with whenever I need silence. And I'm grateful for so many more things, all the amazing podcasts, guests I've had on the show, all the incredible listeners that show up for themselves every single Wednesday and listen to the new episodes. All of you, I'm grateful for each one of you. And um, yeah, this world... Is an amazing place and I'm so blessed and fortunate and happy to be alive in this time. So woo, that's my gratitude for Thanksgiving right now. And uh, if you don't celebrate Thanksgiving then I hope you're just having a fantastic week. And now um, I'm ready to head on over to the show. But before we do I am accepting two new one-on-one coaching clients. If you feel like this episode really strikes a chord with you and all of the work I put out it really resonates with you you want to take a next step but you're cautious and you don't know how or what to do you very well might be a great fit for my one-on-one coaching practice so you can go to mattymooncom slash coaching and apply for an interview with me to see if that would be a good fit coaching with me is not a little deal it's a big deal Um, it takes a lot of Deep diving of a lot of vulnerability with me and a lot of showing up to every session, knowing what you want to get out of it and coming prepared to open up your life to me. And for some people, that's just not possible or not there yet. And that is absolutely OK. That's why I have an interview process to make sure we would be a good fit. And that what you want to get out of coaching is what I provide and I see that you're ready and you're committed and you want to be there. So I'm opening it up. I'm opening up my practice to two new clients. Um, I have a new option available for 12 months, which is yeah, an entire year if you want to do a whole year with me. Um, apply and let me know in that application that you're interested in the year long. And if you want to do the six months, what I normally do with clients, then you can apply for my six month coaching. I would love to see if you would be a good fit to fill one of those two spots. This is a great time right now to take this next step, this huge step in your life, Because the year is coming to an end and it's a great time for fresh beginnings to get really focused on what you want to accomplish, on your goals, on the limiting beliefs you want to break, on healing your heart, getting through anxiety, whatever it is for you right now that you want to work on, trust me when I say it is possible. It is possible and it is available for you to change, to overcome to transform to grow through and I'm so excited to lead my next two clients that I'm going to add to my practice through that experience so if you think it might be you and you're ready and you're committed and you want to make this investment in yourself because it is an investment of everything of money of time of energy it is saying this is what I'm worth so if you feel that this is a place in your life where you're ready and you want to do it with me please apply mattymoon.com slash coaching there's a coaching tab on the top of my website, and there will also be a link to it in this episode, episode one hundred and twenty eight. Aye, y'all ready? Let's go head on over to ten keys to getting through any life transition.
0: Welcome to the Mind Body Musings Podcast.
2: Hello everyone in the call. Welcome. I'm so excited to have you all here. Um, we're going to wait just a little bit as everyone joins in. We still have a few more minutes till it's time to begin. But in the meantime, here's what I would love to do. I would love for everyone on the call to tweet me because Twitter is basically the, the best way to communicate when you do a conference call. But to tweet me, what, what are the, what, what's the transition you're currently going through in your life? Why are you here? What is the event or the change that's going on in your life that you're trying to work through? What are you going to be keeping in mind as I talk about these 10 keys? So my Twitter handle is MindBodyUsing. If you have something particular you don't mind sharing with me, it would be so awesome if you would tweet me what that is in your life right now that you're keeping in mind as I go through these these keys. Um, we're just going to wait a little bit for those to come in so I can get a better feel for what everyone's going through um, <laughs> as I go over this. But I'm really excited because I feel like this topic is coming at the most it's like time. You feel me? Does anyone else agree that we're all kind of going through some kind of transition? But that said, we're always going through some type of transition in our life, breath to breath, movement to movement, word to word. There's always a transition. It's a theme that plays out in our life time and time again, and it never ends. So I think the topic, the conversation around around transition it's highly underrated. It's not something you hear all that often. Let's talk about transition. How sexy is that? Not that sexy. But if you can master the art of surrendering to transition and controlling the thing you can within the transition, whatever that may be, whether it be an action or a mindset. That's what you want to focus on. So I felt that this topic was very prevalent in It's been very prevalent in the past things I've been doing, like um, most specifically the retreat I hosted recently here in Colorado. All the women were going through some type of transition, and most of them had to do with a job or a relationship. So that's the theme that I see mostly with women that I've been talking to recently about transition. It's this theme of I'm leaving a relationship. I'm going into one. I'm moving cities. I'm quitting my job, and I have no idea what to do next. Um, I'm moving into a transition of more self-love, more self-care. I am becoming the person I always thought I was. I'm going into this transition where I'm dropping limiting beliefs about myself. I'm going into a transition of age, um, being treated differently at this age, or uh, starting to realize um, how short and brief life is, or going into a transition of um, maybe recovering from an injury or recovering from something that's happened in your life and trying to deal and sort out the emotions you're going through. Man, so many different things that could be going on in your life, and that doesn't even really cover the surface. So if there's anything at all you're like, ah, I would love to, to keep this in mind as I'm going over. As on, As everyone's during the call, I'm telling you, please tweet me throughout this call, specifically... If you want to share with me what transition you're going through in your life, I'm at Musings, and you can contact me there. That's the only really bummer about calls. It's not like Facebook Live, which is sweet, and you can chat with people on there. I really don't have a way to chat with all of you at the same time. So that's the bummer that I experience with tele But at the same time, I really love calls. They keep me focused. Much more than videos do, because when I'm doing a video, I end up, like, staring at my face, and I'm like, ah, I, can, I can't see anyone. Everyone can see me. It trips me out. Yeah. So anytime if you have any questions at all or anything you want to shoot my way throughout me talking about these 10 keys, feel free to tweet them to me. I will have my Twitter up. Um, and my goal, there's 10 things, guys. So it's a lot of things. My goal is to be able to have time at the end of the call for questions. Last time, it didn't happen. This time, I'm going to try to make it happen. If it doesn't happen, have have because 10 things are a lot, but it was really hard to figure out how I could just have 10 things, because there's so many beautiful ways you can get through any kind of transition in life, but I felt, and I feel, that these are the top 10 keys to getting through any life transition. So first of all, I acknowledge everyone for being here. Thank you. Thank you for showing up to this call, and thank you for being present, and here I invite you to have this be an hour where you're distraction-free, and I know that's really hard, especially when you're doing a call, because your eyes are free to roam, your hands are free, uh, you might want to pick up your phone, or you might want to have a magazine open at the same time, or you might want to be cooking. Um, those are all great things. I am a multitasker at best. That's why what I love to do is multitasking, but... I invite you to make this the time where you're not going to be feeding that innate human desire to do a million things at at once. Try to just sit down. If you can be in an atmosphere that promotes relaxation, concentration, light a candle, have some tea and have your journal out. Try to make this just some time for you. Give yourself the gift of stillness. Because how often do we really get to have that, right? There's, very few opportunities in this day and age where we're given the gift of stillness. But when it comes to having transitions in your life, be whatever it is. If it's something big like moving a city or it's something small like uh, changing my diet, whatever that may be, there is stillness in that. There is stillness in the chaos. But you might not be able to listen to the stillness and feel out the stillness because you're so consumed with the chaos. But you have to learn how to be still. So this is number one. Be still. Okay, not really. That's number number one. But anyway, thank you, everyone, for being here. So excited. I've been planning this, and I'm ready to put it into action. Um, Like I said, have a journal and write these down, because you're going to want to flip back to these later on. You're going to want to be able to revisit them and to remember these 10 keys throughout your entire life, your whole life. What I would recommend is you write them down, but you also end up typing them up and having them in a section in your phone, having it somewhere easily accessible. So whenever panic arises or something goes on in your life where it's scary and it's big or it's small and it's just annoying, you can open this up and you can remind yourself of these things. And these are, some of these are action steps, things you can actually do. Um, Some of them are more surface level, some of them are deeper. It's a good wide range so that not everything is just within the mind or just within, like, do these exercises. It's a good eclectic mix because that's what it takes to get through a transition in life. So let's get started, shall we? Um, Let me see real quickly if anyone tweeted me. Okay. Cool. I'll keep all of these in mind. All right. Number one. And these are in no particular order. Please keep that in mind. Number one, when you're going through a life transition, let's pretend that this is something tough or something that um, is abrupt or a change where it's just, like, heavy on your heart or not. Maybe it's just something smaller, but it's just getting in the way of your life. Number one is ask the right questions. Do not sit in this stillness that you're trying to cultivate and say, why is this happening to me? Why is this happening to me? Why me? And watch your language as well. People who say things along the lines of, of course, this would happen to me. Of course, I'd be the one to stumble and fall in front of the boardroom. Of course, I'd be the one that would buy the broken DVD set. Like, of course, it's me. You're saying you're already setting yourself up for this failure. What you think about, you bring about. You're attracting this energy of, of course, I deserve this crap. And the question you could be asking is, why is this happening to me? Why is this happening to me? It's this game we play in our head saying, I am the victim, I am the victim, but why am I the victim? Why am I chosen out of all the people to be the victim? And guess what? This is a form of entitlement. There are two types of entitlement. There's the entitlement where I rock and everyone else sucks. And then there's the entitlement of I suck and everyone else rocks. So the person that's saying, Either one of these has entitlement, but particularly with this, if you're saying, I suck and everyone else rocks, you're giving yourself entitlement to be the one person in the world that suffers, and you're not. And I'm gliding this conversation for number one more to the point of suffering with a transition. So most people probably in this call want to learn how to get through a transition that's tough. If you're going through a transition that's like, "Oh, oh, this is amazing I'm having so much fun I love this you probably don't have that many questions you could though totally and these will all still apply to you so even if things are going wonderful and amazing I still wouldn't ask the question why is this happening to me I would still ask why is this happening for me this shifts your focus this shifts the patterns in your brain and you start asking different questions which causes different energy to occur within your body if you've been following me for a while you know I've gone through a lot of different stages in my life. I've gone through so many transitions. I feel like my life is just one stream of transition. very visibly. They're not quiet, tiny transitions where I have this mundane routine and I don't see – I see them. I see them all the time. And I used to say to myself, why is this happening to me? Why? Why me? Why am I chosen to have this suffering? And when I really started to realize that I had this attitude of entitlement with my suffering or my changes – I isolated myself from the rest of the world because I was the only one. It was almost as if I wanted to indulge in being mm-hmm. the only one, to indulge and bathe in being the single person on the world that suffers the way I do or that gets curveballs thrown at me. But real suffering, I don't know that. I know suffering, sure, but I don't know real suffering. And I know that. I know that for a fact. I've gone out and I've seen things just within this year that's real suffering. And it's given me perspective. But I'm able to get more perspective without having to go out and travel and see real suffering just by asking myself a different question and being careful. Your mind has the ability, the capability to dictate the energy you bring and dictate in what direction you move towards it. You are more than welcome to spend the rest of your life asking why is this happening to me. I'm not going to stop you. No one's going to stop you. It could just happen in your mind. No one's even going to know, perhaps. You have every right to do that. But also be responsible for it. Own it. Claim it. Be the person that's saying, why is this happening to me? And accept that that is, that is exactly the way you're going to continue to live your life until you decide to change it and ask yourself a different question. Why is this happening for me? Beautiful quote for you. Being positive in a negative situation is not naive. It's leadership. A true leader has the ability to ask the right questions, to make people think, and to be that person that's not carrying around the entitlement. It's not naive to be positive. It's leadership. People need a strong leader that is positive, and you can be that person. You don't have to have gone through all these tough things in your life in order to be a strong leader or have an empowering story. Just the fact that you're sharing this light and this positivity is going to be enough for people to want to be around you. It's a beautiful thing. I know so many people who just want to be around them because they're positive. They ask the right questions. Whenever times get hard, they don't say, why is it happening to me? They ask, why is this happening for me? What is the world conspiring to do for me? What doors are about to open? Maybe this door looks really shitty and crappy and crummy and, oh, it's ugly. I don't like it. Get away from me instead of just sitting in that and and letting yourself sit there forever, I'm not saying don't feel your feelings. Definitely feel your feelings. But don't stay there. Your mind has the ability to shift. Your whole body, your whole being, all of your energy can change within the mind. Don't ever underestimate the power of the mind. Pretty please, okay? Listen, if anything is, is something that I want you to take away with is to shift that one question. Why is this happening to me to why is this happening for me? Faith and trust come into play here. Having faith that this is all happening for you. Having trust in, 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 in what you believe in that this is happening for you. Believe that the world has your back, because it does. Even when everything seems to be falling apart, everything, there's a bigger plan. I did a video on this yesterday, and I did an email about this as well. Some people... Uh, are happy with the way the election has gone, some people are not. I'm not making any political statement here, but what I am saying is that no matter who you are, if you're happy or if you're unhappy, ask why could this be happening for me? And I know right now this is probably a, a period, it's just a very heavy, heavy time for everyone. Everyone is, is being affected right now with this energy. Everyone, whether you're Mom and dad disagree with you or agree with you or your husband or wife or kids. Whatever you're going through right now, first of all, we're all on this planet together. And there's a bigger plan in motion right now. But we can't see it. Stop trying to. Stop trying to see all of it. Just ask the right questions. All right, number two. Whew. Oh, loaded. This one's great. Embrace change, y'all. Embrace change. Change is inevitable. And you've probably heard this before. Change is inevitable. Change is inevitable. Change. But think about it. Change will happen with or without your help. Change will always happen. Things are constantly moving. A transition is a change. Your breath is a change. When you're inhaling and exhaling, that's a change. And it's that's a very tiny, tiny, minor scope of things. But in the bigger realm of the world, change is always going to be happening. So you might as well learn to embrace it now. And let's kind of spin this around and think about a specific example like body image. Because, you know, this used to be a very big point that I would talk about. I don't talk about it so much anymore. But let's say we're going to talk about body image. And one huge motive for me to accept my body now, to help women accept their bodies now, is because one day it's going to change, and it's inevitable. And I've seen people try to fight it. I've seen people try to fight aging, and it's not that great. Because they start to change, and they think it's their fault that they quit at fitness or they quit at health. You did not quit. Your body's just changing, and it's inevitable. Bodies turn to dust. Bodies die. We die. We're going to be gone one day. We will not be here. Change is inevitable. So learn the art of surrendering to that change right now. Embrace change as an opportunity to learn and grow instead of a block or an act of quitting something. Let's say, for example, you are ending a relationship. The world looks at you and says you're quitting it. But you are not quitting it. It's closing. It's ending. I don't know if it's a marriage. It's a uh, partnership. It's a um, boyfriend-girlfriend relationship. It's a platonic friendship. Whatever it may be, society says it has to look a particular way, but that's not always the way it should look for you. And now I'm not advocating anything here, okay? I'm not saying, dude, want to feel good? I'm just saying change is inevitable and don't beat yourself up as it happens, okay? I'm not in the business of telling people um, what's right or wrong, and I never will be. My job is merely to help people live larger and louder, to speak up, to play bigger, and to live the one life they've been given in a way that feels good to them. Can you imagine going through a change, a big life change, where the world says, shame on you, you've had five different jobs in only two years. It must mean that you're a quitter, or you're a failure, or you're not dedicated, or you'll never be a success at any one career. Shame on you. Okay, well who created this whole thing where you have to have one career your whole life or two two careers your whole life? Who the heck made that up? Someone. Someone or a group of people. And then all these generations pass and we all start saying, Yes, that's the way, that's the only right way and then anyone that doesn't different get shamed. A parents, a friend, or anyone. Yes. Embrace change. Right now, I think our world is going through a very big change. Let's focus on the positives. Women are getting a louder voice. Women are having more responsibility and more more and more are they stepping into their power and doing incredible, beautiful things. Men, I've, I, I don't know if it's because I live in this little personal development world and then all my friends are like that, but y'all can tell me if I'm wrong. But from what I've seen, it's becoming more and more prevalent that men – should be able to feel their emotions and shouldn't have to hide their emotions. And I think that's a beautiful thing. There's a documentary I watched recently called The Masks We Wear. The Masks We Wear. It's all about men uh, and how they're taught to not show emotion or they can't cry or say, you're crying like a nine-year-old girl and all this stuff. Those things are coming to surface and they're being—they're getting a lot more awareness of how wrong they are and sexist they are and how it's blocking men's energy. And being called a nine-year-old girl if you cry is is not a good representation of women. And uh, all these different phrases are coming about. And this is change, people. This is change right here, and it's a beautiful type of change. Don't just focus on the negative. Focus on all this positive change our world is experiencing right now. It's freaking phenomenal. It's beautiful. We can spend all this time focusing on all the shitty things that are going on, or we can embrace all these crappy things that go on and also cling to the good things, the beautiful things. Remember, if this is something that you're changing, if going through a transition it's something that you thought you'd be forever, it was a label, I'm Maddie, the fit chick, or I'm blah, blah, the dietitian, or I'm this person, or the doctor, or the teacher, or the mother, or the father, shed those labels. Because those labels are what's going to track you. That's why you're going to be having a hard time with transition, because you're going from having all your identity of being a mom, your kids are out and about, and, okay, who am I now? What do I even like to do? This is a period of discovery, rediscovery, learning more about yourself. It's beautiful, and it's awesome, and I want you to take advantage of it. If this change. Feels like a door shut that you wanted to have open. Which is a side note, okay? So, say you're going through a transition, like You're working really hard to get this job promotion. You don't want to get it, almost there, so, so close, so close, and then the door slams in your face. Rejection is God's protection. Feel your feelings. Go for it. You feel those feelings, okay? You you cry, you scream, you get mad. You write in your journal, you let your anger out, you go to a kickboxing class. I don't know. You play with some clay, whatever your thing is. Feel it out, but don't let your mindset take over you. Don't let this angry, angry mindset say, I'm going to dictate your life and I'm going to hate this and hate that and be bitter and this. Rejection is God's protection. He said no, no. Uh, that's not good for you because that's going to lead you down this path that you are not destined for because I have something 10 million times better for you that you can't even imagine. Rejection is God's protection. Even if you don't fully believe it, say it. Tell yourself this over and over and over again. When a door closes, rejection is God's protection. Even even if it applies to, like, social media, people who reach out to you and say something mean, they're essentially rejecting you in some way, some shape. Subcorn that your brain might not be able to understand that is God's protection. It's a mystery, so surrender to it. The more you fight this inevitable flow of life, the thicker it will become, the more muscular it will become, the heavier it will become, the stronger it will be whenever it wants to fight you next time. Learn to embrace the change now, learn to embrace the rejection now, and it will get weak, and it won't be able to fight you, and it won't be strong, and it won't be powerful. It will disintegrate eventually, and it will come back, because it always does, right? It always comes back, but you know how to handle it at that point, and it becomes that much less distracting from the beautiful things in life you want to focus on. Number three, make goals. Write lists. Uh, I don't know if you'll listen to this podcast I said, uh, I said, this podcast I did with Monsell Denton uh, called How Going to Prison Made Me a Better Person? Something like that. If you go to the archives on my website and look for Monsell Denton, it was recent. He, well, this guy went to prison. what went to prison. And the only thing he could really cling to was some sort of routine. And one of the things he said is that he wrote lists every day, kept his brain active, creative, thinking out of the box. Now, whether or not you're in prison listening to this call right now does not matter. Lists are a great tool. And this is one of those um, more of the surface active activity things that you can do uh, every single day. It's not like meditation, but in a way it kind of is because you're, you're getting your mind to think and go to new places. And I don't care what your list is about. It's not like write a list about how you can get through your life's transition. Write your ten keys getting through life transition, which might not be a bad idea, actually, now that I'm saying it out loud. That could be cool. If you're like, hey, I've got more keys to get through a life transition, write a list about it. But this could be anything. Writing a list of, if you're an entrepreneur and you're like, oh, the transition I'm going through is leaving my job and I'm terrified, freaking out, and I don't know if I'm going to be okay. Well, first of all, none of us have security. None of us ever have any form of security, ever. And I had to remind myself of this the other day when I was talking with a friend about so, let's see, how do I put this? So, talking to a friend about, almost in a way, I was, in a way, I was judging someone, being like, yeah, well, they don't have security in this, or this, this thing going on in their life, uh, it's not safe, or blah, 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 and I just, when I said it out loud, I, was, I smacked myself in the face, basically, because I was like, Madeline, no one has security. We don't have security. Who are you sitting on your high horse thinking that you have security in this area or that area? None of us do. So maybe, and I was getting on a tangent then, maybe if you're an entrepreneur and you're leaving your job and you're terrified, make lists every day. Ten ways I can make a 100 bucks today. Ten people I can reach out to and network with. Ten people I'd like to get on my podcast. Five recipes I want to make this week. Uh, seven things I can do for my significant other to make them feel loved. Fifteen people I want to write a letter to, just randomly, or 20 acts of kindness I can do over the next year, and then pick a random day on the calendar and do one thing every so often. Making lists just gets your brain thinking and out of the funk. If you're going through a life transition, you can make all these lists about the transition, positive things, or maybe if you're really having a really crappy day, you want to write down the 15 things that are really making you mad, and then. Tear up the paper and throw it in the trash and let it go. It's another great tool. But lists are wonderful. They're wonderful for expanding your brain, making you think in new ways, different ways, and getting, getting the first part of action started. If you're wanting to make this transition as smoothly as possible, do what you can. Be prepared. Be proactive. Keep working. Keep, keep focusing on what it is that you're trying to get through. Whether it's a great thing, and you're loving life and it's awesome or it's a bad thing and it's hard and it's scary and you feel guilty, keep writing. Write those emotions. Write those feelings. Write ideas. Get yourself moving forward in some way. Um, Jack Canfield has this practice where he recommends you write down 30 things you want to be, 30 things you want to do, and 30 things you want to have. These are goals that you want to work towards. Milestones you want to accomplish. You can do this for anything in life. 30 things I want to be. I want to be a mom someday. I want to be a, uh, author. I want to be a world traveler. I want to be a wine snob. I want to be someone's mentor. What do you want to be? How can you become that? Thirty things you want to do. I want to go to Southeast Asia and travel for three months. Check. I want to redecorate my living room, or I want to uh, get rid of everything in my house that doesn't bring me joy, or I want to listen to one podcast every few days, or want to crowd surf at my favorite rock concert. Thirty things you want to have. I want to have this particular cookbook I've wanted for so long. I want to have a wardrobe that makes me happy. I want to have blah, blah, blah. Now these are not things that make or break your, your joy, of course. Joy is the, 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 the lens that you look through. That's how you see life. Sure, they can relate to happiness because happiness is just one up and down stream of emotions. Um, And maybe going to travel around the world will bring you happiness, and that's great. But remember that these things will not be your source of happiness. This is a great tool, a great exercise to get your brain thinking. 30 things you want to be, have, and, and, and do. Don't become attached to them, though, okay? That's the whole goal. It's always about walking on that middle path, the middle way. Everything in life is the middle way. Everything I say is the middle way, okay? You listen to what you like. You stay in the middle. My, my words, what I'm telling you, what I, what I share in my podcast, it's never black or white. And I never want anyone to take that approach. I want everyone to hear what I say and then marinate on it and interpret it and take what they like and leave what they don't. But never have anything be absolute. What I say is not absolute. I'm a human being. I'm a tangible, one day gonna turn to dust human being. And that's how everyone is. So take everything with, with, the, with the mindset of going on the middle way. So same with this exercise. Be, do, and have. They're wonderful. Get your brain thinking about goals and things you want and things you want to do. And get excited about life. There's so much to have and do and be. It's awesome. It's freaking awesome. But always remember, God might have a bigger plan and something else could happen for you, not to you. Wow, okay, I better speed this up just a little bit because I can just go on. these. this is a hard thing about doing a call by myself, not looking at anyone. I can just go on forever and no one's here to just smack me in line. Okay, four, this kind of goes along with what I just said, but it's surrender to the how. Surrender to the how. Have dreams and goals for this transition you're going through. How can you make it better? How can you avoid it being worse? How can you help others or experience more gratitude as you're going through this transition? Have the, have the dreams. Have the goals. But do not become attached to the how. We are said to use 10% of our brains. Do you really think that your 10% can imagine all oh, all that's possible in this world, all the things God has planned for you? Can your 10% do that? I know mine can't. I don't know about yours. Maybe you can use 11%. But I can only use ten, if even that. And I understand that my goals are minuscule compared to the abundance of joy and happiness and accomplishments and love God has planned for me. So I make my goals, sure. I keep moving forward. When I pray, I move my feet. I try to manifest. I study the law of attraction. I meet good people. And I love good people. You're good people. And I want to know good people. I want to see what I can do on this earth to become a better human being. But I'm not attached to anything. I'm not attached to this call right now. I'm not attached to these 10 keys. It could change tomorrow where I'm like, dang it, I hate that one. I'm to the how. I should have done this one. And I'm okay with that. I have some passion with myself that things change, and I'm surrendering to the how. I have these goals. I don't know how it's going to happen, if it's going to happen. I don't know what it's going to look like. I know right now. A lot of people are happy about our president. A lot of people are not happy about our president. Surrender to the how. We all wanna have love in this world. How it's gonna happen is not up to us. Maybe you just could bring more people together, right? I have no idea. I'm not even gonna to try to understand what's going on or dissect the emotions and the feelings everyone's experiencing because it's really freaking heavy. And I want all of you to be able to feel what you're feeling, but also surrender to how God Putting together his master plan. Surrender. You can't control it. I can't control it. Embrace change. It's going to happen. Transitions are going to happen. If you're closed-minded, you could miss out on this beautiful opportunity that's arising for you. So, say you have this one job you think you want. I really want this job. It sounds like it's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. I want this job. I only want this job. I only want this one. I want this man. I want this woman. I only want this one partner. I don't want anyone else. It's one partner. This is it. This is it. Well, what if another person enters your life at that time when you know this partner, you want this partner, you love that partner, but you know there could be something going on that isn't isn't quite aligned with you, but you want this person. You want them so badly, even though you know that you're not really absolutely in control of this the way things are supposed to happen for you. But if you're so closed-minded to opportunities in the dating phase, you could miss this person that walks right in front of you, that's trying to get your attention, and y'all could have this awesome chemistry. Same with the job. Maybe there's a person that's trying to reach you and wants to help you with this career and has great ideas for you. But so you're shoving out all opportunities because you're you have your eyes locked on this. Be open. Say yes a little more to things that you are curious about, or even if you're not curious, just step out of your comfort zone a little bit more because the how will reveal itself to you. If you're so close-minded, you're going to attract close-minded energy. You're going to attract close-minded people. You're going to attract very few opportunities. If you're open-minded and you accept change and you embrace possibilities of things that maybe don't seem like it aligns with you, so many doors open up. And you're, you're listening right now to a very – I used to be very close-minded, and I'm actually going to say that it didn't really open up until January of this year. I started progressing a little bit last year, maybe even the year before, but a lot of my beliefs have been showing themselves to me more recently. I have been realizing a lot of things that have been passed down to me from my parents and society, and I've been coming to terms myself with what I want to believe and what I don't want to believe. And that has been a freaking crazy experience. But I've been surrendering to this how. How? If I keep saying no to all these different people and opportunities because I fear it or because my parents say it's bad, it's this, it's that, then I might not really be able to truly live the way I want to live. And I want to live very open-minded. So I had to start making steps. Try to be open-minded. Really, it's good to have beliefs, but it's also good to question everything. It's to question everything because when you're questioning everything, you're continuing to grow. You will not stop growing because you doubt. And when you doubt, you have more room to say, well, I wonder why. But if you're absolutely, positively sure of everything in your life, there's very little room to grow. Number five, take radical responsibility for everything that happens in your life. Radical responsibility for everything that happens in your life, where you are. Who you're with, where you live, your job, your bank account, your mindset, your beliefs, your friendships, the food you eat. Everything is within your power and it's your responsibility. A lot of people don't want to accept radical responsibility in their lives because they think radical responsibility means that they're also at fault for something that happens in their life. So this is a great example from Mark Manson who I absolutely adore, um, he was with a partner for a long time, and she cheated on him, and they ended things, and he was bitter, and he was mad. he was angry, and he didn't like women, and all this stuff. Or maybe he did like women, and he was just – I forgot what it was. But something with women, of course, was the fact that he didn't trust them, he was bitter and angry. Now, is he at fault for getting cheated on? No, that was her responsibility. That was her decision. He is not at fault. He is not to blame. Yes, maybe you could have given her more of something she needed because obviously she was searching for that elsewhere. But is he at fault? Is he to blame? No, not at all. But does that mean he can continue to live his life angry and bitter and mad at all women? No. He has radical responsibility. From this point forward, you choose how to live your life What beliefs you want to adopt? What kind of mindset you want to have? What is going on in your life, my friend? What blame game could you be playing? Oh, I'm this way because my mom made me this way. I'm this way because this girl was super mean to me last week. I'm this way because I was never allowed to share my emotions as a child. I'm this way because I have no money. Really? Really? No. That's not why. Things can come into play for sure lots of things can come into play i mean obviously the way you were raised is going to dictate a lot about you but it's your responsibility to change what isn't right with you what doesn't sit right with you you can continue your whole life blaming and not doing anything go ahead be my guest i'm not going to stop you or you can choose to change it now you can choose to say hey i i choose responsibility radical responsibility for everything that happens in my life I did this awesome episode on the podcast with Coop Blackson. I hope you all listen to it. It's probably one of the best episodes I've had on the show because he's incredible. But he talks about relationships a lot. And if you're in this relationship that's really crappy and you hate it and you're both miserable and you've been fighting for 20 years and you're angry and blah, 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 and you choose to stay together for the sake of staying together, take responsibility for it. Sure, stay together, but stop blaming each other. Say, I am a part of this, and I'm choosing to be responsible for my actions and for the fact that I'm staying in this relationship. Own it. If you're going to stay in something that makes you miserable, at least own it. Begin there. Begin taking responsibility. Say what in your life is not sitting right. What in your life is bringing you down? It's hard. Maybe it's a belief. Maybe it's a person. Either change it. Change is inevitable. Change it. Move on. Or have a conversation that needs to be had, express your feelings, express your emotion, or take responsibility for not doing anything. Say, I'm not, I'm not doing anything about the situation, and it's not happening to me, I'm actually doing this. I am choosing to do this. I am choosing to not do anything about the situation. At least own it. Own everything in your life. As if you've promoted it, you've encouraged it, or you've you're responsible for it. Any of those things. Number six. Have constant evaluation and check in with yourself. All, all the time. Through this transition. Ask yourself, how does this feel with me? Is it still right? What energy is up? What energy is down? What do I need more of? What do I need less of? What can I do? Make a list about it. All these are very intertwined. It's okay to change on a moment to moment basis. Sometimes I feel very um, let's see, sometimes I feel, I mean, Let's so here's an example, sometimes you feel very extroverted, obviously, I'm, a, I'm an extrovert, I really think I am, but I used to be very introverted. But when I have introverted moments where I'm invited to a cool party, and I really want to go because there's people there that I want to see, and blah, 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 well, I could choose to go, because I have the story that I am, that one, the extrovert, and do it, Or I can choose to tap in with my emotions and say, no, I don't really feel like going. That doesn't really feel right. And be okay with it and not judge myself for it and be fine. I change on a moment-to-moment basis. I forgive myself when I change. I work with clients, beautiful, incredible, beautiful, again, clients who I absolutely love. And they'll make accomplishments, and they're so proud and they're so happy. And we do a little party, a little dance, we're so excited. Yay, change. Beautiful. And then say. Six months later, they have some kind of, uh, quote, uh, mishap or step back or um, relapse of an act or a belief, um, whether it be uh, an eating disorder pops back up in their life or they go back to that guy one night, whatever it could be, that doesn't mean, that doesn't give you permission and the license to shame yourself. That is not a permission slip to hate yourself. And to crawl back in your hole, and to stop admiring yourself for all the beautiful things you've seen happen in your life. Transition doesn't mean permanent. Nothing is permanent. Even if you're changing something in your life, it's not permanent. Nothing is permanent. Even tattoos can be erased now. Okay? Nothing is permanent. So ask yourself, how does this feel? If you relapsed or 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 got so good, do something that you used to do for 20 years. Forgive yourself. Have compassion and ask yourself, why did this happen for me? Why did this happen for me? Simple questions. Feel the feelings. Be sad. Be upset. But then allow yourself to move on and don't get don't get stuck in that pain. Don't stay there. Allow yourself to move on. And just say, hey, I'm human. I'm not God. I'm human. I'll make mistakes for the rest of my life. And that's okay. Check in with yourself. What do you need more of? What do you need less of? More nights in? More nights out? More more food or more movement, less movement, more sleep, more time away from being online, less media consumption or maybe even less um, self-development books. If you're just crowding your mind with self-help, maybe you need to take a chill till need some integration. To allow yourself to be you for a bit. What do you need? Check in with yourself and let go of the things that are no longer needed in your life or wanted. What presence is lingering? The presence of shame, the presence of a person, the presence of a really old belief that's telling you you can't be who you want to be. What do you need to let go of? Number seven. Have support and practice vulnerability with said support. Whether you have a coach or mentor or tribe or a particular soul sister, someone you go to, a therapist, a counselor, everyone needs someone or people or tribe. I really, really I'm really big on community, local, in- person, local community, in person. I love Facebook groups. I love mastermind phone calls. but there's nothing like authentic, face-to-face, hand-to-hand emotional connections with people. Make this a priority. When you're going through a transition, know who you can go to to share whatever you need to share with. Say you have shame about something in your life. Who's that person you're going to share with? Say you, you want to be more vulnerable in your life because you're tired of living a vulnerable life and you want to feel what it's like to be open. Guys, I can't tell you. How much being vulnerable has changed my life from this podcast, from getting on every, every single interview and saying, hey, I'm going to share all these things I'm vulnerable with, all these things I'm struggling with. It feels really freaking good. If you go listen to that episode I did with Monsell Benson, I confessed, I confessed, I told everyone about the time I went to jail, y'all. I went to jail. That thing held so much Prevalence in my life since the event in college, shame, guilt. To some people, going to jail for shoplifting in college is like, nah, you should hear what I did. To some people, that's like, holy cow, Maddie. Uh, what? Why? Ah, well, I'm human, and I I did something that, at the time, I guess I needed to do. I don't really know. I don't really overthink it. But it's all part of my story, and maybe sharing my story has helped someone, but I know sharing my story has helped me. It's been my time to get that off my chest. And it took me till this year to come out about it. That was one of those things I didn't tell people until, like, the 30th date. Okay, by the way, now that you know me, now that you really know the core of me, I can tell you about this event that happened in my life. Hopefully it doesn't change your views of me. No, I hold this now loud and proud. I don't really care who knows it, who hears it part of my journey, part of my story, helped me grow, but sharing it has helped me tremendously. So that's why I love podcasting. It's like therapy for me, where I get out all the stuff I want to get out, and fortunately, a lot of you guys, for whatever reason, like to listen in, and you find it fun, or you can relate to it, or maybe you just like my guests, and you're like, Maddie, you're weird. I don't know, but for me, it's been very therapeutic to be able to share these things that happen in my life, because vulnerability is key. and there's some people that are not going to be vulnerable with me they don't have that depth and that's cool i still want them in my life but the people who know all of me or i open completely to they're people who accept my the, the parts of me that i'm scared of or the thoughts in my mind that i'm scared of and i will say i'm selective i'm not just going to go share anything with everyone i mean i to kind of do with my podcast but if i'm face to face with someone I'm not just going to share anything with everyone. Is there someone that I know will add to my shame? I'm not going to share them. I'm not going to share with them everything that I feel icky about because I know I'm going to leave the conversation feeling more icky. Secondly, I also preface a lot of conversations. I go into it saying what I need. Sometimes I'll say, "Hey, I really need this hour to be like an hour of understanding. You listening? Just sit down and hear me out, and don't give advice." please, I love you, but don't get advice. Or sometimes they'll say, I need advice. Thank you for letting me get that off my chest. Now, what do you think? But set the other person or people up for success. Set yourself up for success. Know what you want to get out of this conversation and help them along by letting them know what it is that you're wanting to gain from the conversation. It's very important when practicing vulnerability, especially at the beginning when you're sensitive to it. If you're sensitive to sharing your emotions and you're not used to doing that a lot – Make sure you set this conversation in a way that's going to go very smoothly for you and lean to a desired result. All right, number eight. Oh, I like this one. And I actually saw this one today. I'll, I'm being open with you. I have another one, and then I was like, this one's way better because, to me, it shows up in my life all the time when I think about it. Hold on. I'm taking a sip of my kombucha. Okay. Cool. Card. Okay. Always have something to look forward to. When you're going through a transition, it's easy to get caught up, okay? We know that. It's easy to get very caught up in whatever is going on, good or bad. You can be very overwhelmed with the future, the fear of the future, shame of the past. As you're working on letting those things go, embracing change, being vulnerable, having a tribe, having soul sisters, making goals, surrendering, Have something to look forward to. Have something fun in your future that you know is coming up that you can always look forward to. I think that's, like, Grandpa who told me. Someone in my life has told me, it's good to always have something to look forward to. And, like, that was very simple, but to me it was very profound. I was like, wow, what a beautiful thing to say. Always have something to look forward to. Always have something you're excited about whenever you're in the muck or you're in this moment. It's great to be in the moment, by the way. Stay present. It's the only time you have. It's the only gift you have is right now. Can't get the past back. You're out in the future yet. Might as well live in the moment. But, it's always nice to have something to look forward to. So what is something that you want to see in your life? A trip? As you know, I am a huge advocate for adventure and travel. Maybe there's somewhere you've been dying to go. Big or small. Maybe you want to just plan a quick getaway for next month, or maybe it's something even longer out, like next year you want to do. Or what's a project you want to see come to fruition? Is that fruition? Um, what is something that you want to accomplish? I think it's great to have goals that you can earn, but for this particular, I guess I should say, goals that will give you satisfaction you earn, but for this particular one, I want you to have something to look forward to that you don't have to necessarily earn. You don't have to do X to get Y, like run a marathon to receive the trophy, or working towards a promotion so you can get the more, get the raise. This is something that you just do for fun. It's just nice, it's enjoyable, it's exciting. Maybe you're going to take your parents on this trip you've been wanting to go on, or your significant other, or a party you've always wanted to throw and you're going to finally make it happen next year. A meetup group you're going to create. Always have something to look forward to, and it's just pleasure, it's just an experience. I'm going to go ahead and just say it. Plan trips. trip. Just make sure it happens. Who doesn't like trips? We all like trips. Not. In some capacity, we all like trips. Plan an adventure. It's a great way to get your mind thinking about other places. You'll also get perspective when you go to said place. You'll meet people completely different from you in your way of life. If you go out of the country, you can plan where you're going to go, where you're going to stay. It's fun. Plan something fun. Always have something to look, for, look forward to. Be like my grandpa. Okay, number nine is to have gratitude. I say this one a lot. A lot of people say this one a lot. That's because it's one of the most important things you can do in this life. Gratitude brings you to the present. When you get caught up in the future, when you get caught up in the hustle and bustle, Gratitude brings you back to the present moment, the only one you have. If you do not have a gratitude practice, create one today. It's urgent. Out of all these things I'm listing, gratitude is number one. Because gratitude says, I know things are crazy. I know things aren't always amazing. But I am happy for these things. I'm grateful for these things. Because even when I feel like there are tons of things I don't have, I have these things right here. I have this love of my life, or I have this dog, or I have this heart that beats every moment, constantly pumping blood, keeping me alive on its own without me even having to do anything for it. Pumping blood for me. How amazing is that? I recently just got the five minute journal and it's changing my life. It's one of the best things I have ever received. And it was crazy because as I practiced manifestation and the law of attraction, I was thinking one day, man, I would really love to get the five-minute journal. And then what? I opened my Instagram, and there was a message from the five-minute journal people saying, hey, we just found you. We'd love to send you a journal. I didn't even say it anywhere. I didn't even say on Instagram I wanted this journal. I just put out this energy of I want a great tool to keep me focused on gratitude. I really want it. I think it would help me. Somehow, some way, this guy picked up on that. And that's, that's the amazing thing of, of manifestation, which I will talk about in another tele seminar sometime. But if you want to create a really profound gratitude practice, get the five-minute journal. If you want to just start somewhere, easy peasy. Write three things you're grateful for every day. Every morning when you wake up, eyes open, put your phone away. Don't look at that. Just write down three things you're grateful for or say them out loud if you don't even want to write them down. Three things you're grateful for every single day. Come back to the present moment. What are you grateful for today? It's a great – it's a great thing for everything, basically, but it's a great way to just say, this is what I have. This is what I have. What is, the whole, what is that quote? Um, I was upset about not having shoes when I saw a man with no feet. Be grateful for the beautiful things you have because you have so much. If you're even listening to this call, you have access to information that millions of people do not. You have access to tools that millions of people do not because they don't have technology or they don't have time. They're not creating time or they live in a country that isn't even close to where you are right now with the ability to get so much information. That's one thing to be grateful for. The last one, use both no and yes more precisely. Be very particular- intentional with your yeses and your no's because every time you say yes to something an event a person thing a belief you're saying no to something else something else that could be better could be meant for you during this time of transition be very self-aware of what you need because what you need to look very different from what someone else needs what you could need is complete isolation I don't know Maybe you need to get away and shut down and be quiet and read books and get off technology and disconnect. Maybe what you need more now than ever is to start saying no to being quiet and to solitude, and you need to be louder, and you need you need to step up, and you need to say that thing to that person, and you need more community, and you need to say yes more and go out more and venture more and wear that dress that you keep saying, I need to have this particular body of awareness in this dress, wear it now. Use your yes and your no like you give a crap, okay? Care about your yeses and your noes. Use them with intention. What is it in your life you need to start saying no to? Is it this transition? Is this whole transition something you need to say no to? Is it not working for you? Do you want to have a different transition? Well, have a different transition by using yeses and noes intentionally, And when you need to. You could start tonight. Maybe there's something tonight that you have this opportunity to do and you know in your heart of hearts it's not, it's not good for you. And just say no for good if it's something. Like, Gretchen Rubin of the Happiness Project is fantastic at talking about this stuff. Where, you always want to, you might want to be a particular person. Like, let's see, let's see if I can come up with a personal example. Oh, I want to have, I always in my head I'm like, I'm gonna one day get really good at fashion and like really care about clothing and how I look. That's not me, guys. I'm very minimalistic. I'm good with some leggings and a striped top or some jeans and a plain black tee or a white tee. That's just how I. That's what I like. And I could keep saying, I could keep saying, no, 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 not me, not me, not me. One day, one day, one day, one day, and holding on to this belief that I'll turn into a different person. By the way, I might, but. In the meantime, I might as well just focus on the now and say, right now I am not. So I'm going to say, okay, and accept that about myself and say, I'm going to stop saying one day I'll be this person and just accept the way I am now, embrace it, and say yes to my plain, minimalistic clothing because it makes me happy. It does. And to turn off my comparison addiction to the rest of the world the people who have a certain kind of fashion sense, me thinking somehow it's better than mine. I recently started to realize, what is it in my life that I keep saying, no, I can't be that way, I can't be that way, one day I'll change, one day I'll do. How can I put save mental energy and time and stop having this thought in my head, and I'm going to change, I'm going to be different in this way or that way, and just put that away and just focus on who I am now, concentrate on who I am now, and accept that and embrace that and love that. Maybe I'm not the kind of person that likes to go out at 7 at night on a weekday. That sounds kind of lame, guys. It does. But that's kind of me, too. When it gets dark around 7, I don't like going out that often on weekdays. Sometimes I make an exception, but a lot of times I don't. I don't like it. So instead of being going on Facebook and saying yes to all these events that I'm invited to that are, like, at 8.30 at night on Tuesday, maybe I should just save myself all the mental time. Leading up to that event being 7:30 at night, saying, "Am I gonna go? Am I gonna go? Am I gonna go?" and start just saying, "No, it's not me. I'm not gonna do that." Be intentional with your guesses and your nose. Know what you need. This is called self-awareness. All these transitional tactics and keys are leading to more self-awareness. You, yourself, you are the most important person in your life. I don't know if you've always believed that. I don't know if you believe that right now. I don't. Be- I don't know if if Your whole life, you've been taught that you're not. But listen, I'm telling you right now, you are the most important person in your life. And this is serious, okay? This is very serious. The way you treat yourself is serious. At the same time, don't be so serious about life. But take your passion seriously. Take yourself seriously. Be able to love and enjoy and relax and have fun and play and know that life is brief. But you deserve to be first in your life you deserve more compassion you don't have to earn it it's given to you because you have a heartbeat you don't have to earn the right to love yourself you don't have to do anything right now in this particular transition change is inevitable nothing is permanent so this might change whatever you're going through in your life right now but have compassion have compassion for yourself and say i'm human this might be a struggle. I might be feeling guilt, but what can I do about it now? How can I move forward through this? How can I make this situation lighter? What can I do for myself to make it easier? So I'm going to recap them real quickly. Number one, ask the right questions. Why is this happening for me? Not why is this happening to me. Number two, embrace change. Embrace change. An opportunity to, to learn, to grow. It's not blocked. You're not quitting something. You might be completing something. You might be moving into something, but embrace it. Always, because it will always happen. Number three, make goals and lists. Keep your brain active. Keep going. Get out of the box. This is a great form of becoming more open-minded if you're not an open-minded person. Surrender to the how. It might not look like what you think it's going to look like. It might look completely different. You might not understand it, but surrender to the how process. Take radical responsibility for everything, that's number five. Radical responsibility. You're not to blame, but you are responsible. You're not a fault, but you are in control. Number six, constant evaluation and checking in with yourself. Yourself, the most important person ever. Check in with, with her or him. Number seven, have support and practice vulnerability. I'm a coach. If you're looking for a coach, reach out to me. You can apply for my coaching on my site. If it's not me and you resonate with someone else, look into them. If it's a mentor, um, someone that's in a social circle, a tribe, do that. Be proactive about it. These people aren't really going to come to you. You have to have your voice heard. My one-on-one coaching is my main thing. That is where the most magic happens, the most power, the most thumps, the most changes, the results. Just any of my clients that I've worked with, we've made amazing shifts happen in their life. But that's only because I pick clients who I know will make these amazing shifts happen. There are some people that will come to me and I say no because I know they're not ready. Maybe they, they need something else. They're not ready for this intensity. Because it is intense. And it requires you to show up. And it requires you to actually put forth the effort and do things. And when you have something you need to do, you need to do it. And it is hard. That isn't for everyone. Some people would rather take a really slow and steady approach. Some people to accelerate things even faster. I don't know. But you're more than welcome to apply for my coaching. I have two spots right now. Um, you can apply at manningman.com slash coaching, and I'll get back to you if you're a good fit, if I believe you're a good fit, and we'll have an interview. But if that's not for you and you don't feel like coaching is something that you want to invest for yourself, soul sisters, mentors, soul brothers, books, Have support, but practice vulnerability with real-life people. Open up yourself to real-life people that also have hearting hearting beats. Hearting beats, guys. Beating hearts. Eight is always have something to look forward to. I'm going to just say, plan a trip. Have a trip to look forward to. You can make trips with any budget, with any amount of time. Stop saying, but I can't have a trip because I can't have money. That is your mindset ask yourself, is my um, bank account controlling my mindset or is my mindset controlling my bank account? Because trips can happen very easily with a little amount of money you get creative, or you can create more money by using your gifts and talents with the world. I don't know, but that is also for another teleseminar. Um, the next one is gratitude, gratitude practice. The five-minute journal is a great tool. Or you can just start with three things you're grateful for every single day. And then ten, use both no and yes more precisely. Be precise with your no's and your yeses. Be particular about your no's and your yeses. And above all, guys, be compassionate for yourself as you're going through this transition. This too shall pass. Whether or not you actually want it to, you might be going through the best thing in your entire life and you don't want it to pass. But it will pass. It's end will it will happen. You might be on a high right now. You might be experiencing all this happiness, but happiness is quickly followed by a dip. That's what happiness is. It's a rise in emotions whenever something good external happens, but joy is always internal. How can you cultivate more of that joy in your life? Okay, so one last thing. I If anyone here is resonating with this, especially with having something to look forward to, but if you're resonating with This whole topic of transitions and moving forward and and changing and growth and practicing surrendering and being vulnerable. I'm having a two-day retreat in Colorado in January that's going to be all about this. If you want to immerse yourself in this in a live event with me, come. I'd love to have you. If you want to immerse yourself in change and growth and vulnerability and also get a fun trip out of it, travel. If you're like, I really want to put together a trip and travel, and I want to coach too, but I don't want to do one-on-one coaching right now. This is the best next thing, the next best thing. Man, my words are getting twisted. The event's called More Than This. It's going to be a powerful two-day retreat. Um, it is probably going to be the least expensive event I will ever do of this of this much action-packed stuff. You can check it out at morethanthisevent.com. There is a link to it on my website. Right now we have an early bird price going on. Um, it's 397, and this event will be at least worth $1,500. I'm so excited for it, but I wanted everyone that wants to come to be able to experience it. And I'm doing this promotion early because you have to get off work. You have to find out who's going to take care of the kids. You got to plan this. You have to decide, do I want to invest? In this for myself or nay, what do I want? Does this sound like a fun trip? I wanted people to be able to have enough time, so that price does change December 15th. So if you want to take advantage of the early bird price, find that before then. Um, I also I have a co-host. Her, her name is Amanda Duran. If anyone is really into food freedom and body image talk and movement as a form of pleasure, not punishment, check out Amanda Duran. She'll blow your mind. She's going to be my co-host. So if anyone's been originally attracted to my message because of body image, and you've noticed I've shifted my message, Amanda will provide a lot of that energy and insight. Um, she's a great person for that. We're doing a best friend, mother, uh, cousin kind of special. If you have anyone in your life that you want to come, you want to come with you, if you're like, this would be the best way for me and um, Marjorie, to express more vulnerability together, to grow together, to dive deeper, to get an Airbnb together and have some sisterhood time in the mountains. We are taking $50 off per ticket when you sign up together. But you have to message me for that. We don't have that link up. So if you do want that, just contact me. There's a contact page on my website. Easy peasy. Would love to have you come with your bestie, make this a girls weekend, or even a big group of girls if you have a Bible study group that you want all to come or a meetup group you want everyone to come, message me. We'll get that figured out. But I would love to have you at More Than This so you can experience what more there is to life. So there's always more. Yes, this transition is right in front of you, and it's big, and it's furry, and it's scary, and it's ugly, and it's ah, slimy. I don't know. Or this transition is in front of you, and it's light, and it's beautiful. And it's sparkly and it's glittery and it's gold and it's a beam of beautiful light. Well, change always happens. So what are you going to focus on? Are you going to focus on the praise and approval you get in life or the criticism? Or are you going to walk the middle way? Are you going to learn how to balance control and surrender? Joy when there is darkness. Are you going to invest in yourself? Are you going to have something to look forward to in your life? Are you going to learn that there's more to this? And what's in front of you. Because this transition may seem like it is all there is, but there's more going on in life. There's a reason to live that is bigger than you understand. But we can at least try to understand it and learn how to practice understanding it. You guys are amazing. And I'm so grateful to have all of you on this call. Um, what I'm going to do. Oh, I'm looking at my Twitter real quickly. Aha, sisters, beautiful. Thank you for the picture of listening to me on your patio, watching the birds play and playing the trees, taking walking notes. That's awesome. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, I don't know if people even use Twitter anymore, but that's a great way to be able to communicate with you all. So questions. Hmm. What I'm going to do dun, 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 dun. What I'm going to do is, if you have any questions, email me. I'll figure out a way to answer questions since i got to run. You all probably got to run. Um, but if you have questions, email me them, and I will try to do a Facebook Live on it. How does that work? And then you can see me, and then you can chat. I'll do a whole follow-up. If I get enough questions, I'll do a whole follow-up on Facebook Live on transitions, and that way you can continue to, to converse with me. Does that work? There's a contact page on my site. Just send them in there because I want to be able to answer questions, but I got to go. I have to start planning these things with more time, but I don't know. Having an hour is good because it makes me try to at least stay a little bit more focused when I get on these passionate of mine. You guys are amazing. Again, thank you for joining this. I love what I do, and I am Very blessed to be able to do this. And every time I get a question or comment, they'll give me more inspiration. My whole business is really based off of the empowering clients I have because I get stories from them and I get insight from them. And I learn in these sessions just as much as they do. So thank you guys for being here. Whatever transition you're going through, I would love to know more about it. Feel free to let me know more about it. I will send a replay of this. For the people who joined the call, I appreciate you being live. That really means a lot to me. And for everyone that's listening to the replay, uh, same applies for you if you do want to send in questions. And if I get enough of your Facebook Live and send an email to all of you guys letting you know when that will be. Uh, I think that will be really fun, really cool. So let me know what your questions are. And if I get at least uh, five, I mean, I don't need that many do Facebook Live, so if you get at least five. Okie dokie. Well, thank you guys so much again, and I will see you – what is today? Today Today's Thursday. I'll see you guys in the next podcast episode, which is going to be also pretty heavy, actually. But it's going to be great. It's going to be insightful and very helpful to a lot of people. So stay tuned for that. And I look forward to touching base with each one of you who reach out to me. Thank you, and have a wonderful night.